Morning fans, that you are always welcome here. We're glad that you're a part of our assembly. And anytime you come through our area, make sure you stop and, and, uh, and worship and praise God together uh, with us. This morning we'll be talking about something over John chapter 17. Now, I'm not going to have time to read all John chapter 17, so I just encourage you right now to open up your Bibles and see what that says because there will probably be some other things you'll want to look at there. Daddy's going to look something. Yeah, okay. Uh, I th- you know, I was mentioning last week how busy your pew is with a two-and-a-half-year-old. Nothing compared to a year-and-a-half-year-old. They're a lot busier. But, uh, uh, but John chapter 17, got a few things I'd like to talk about. I, I don't know about you, but it's always, a um, for me, it's a special thing or a precious thing when someone says to me, listen, I know that you're going through something and I'm praying for you. You ever anybody tell you that? And especially like if you were fixing to have surgery or, or if your loved one was, was, had some health issues. And then people mention to you, say, listen, I'm praying for you and, I, and I, uh, you know, just going to be asking God to be with you while you're doing that. That's a special thing. And, and it makes me feel like, well, it makes me feel like they care about me, right? I mean, if someone says I'm praying for you, that usually means that they have some interest in you and they care what's happening in your life. Right? Well, you know, if it's your baby, I don't care. I, I care, but it's not that I don't care. I shouldn't have said it that way, but, but man, you just, oh, what do you need? And I, I would have just picked her up and just, oh, you know. Anyway, I, with, with my child, I'd have said, stop that. Get up. What are you doing? But with my grandkid, I'd say, oh, you poor thing. What's happening? Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, back to this, okay, it's a special thing when someone prays for you, and that's what I like to think about, because in John chapter 17, the king of the universe is praying for me, our Lord is praying about me, here I am, 2019, and yet, when Jesus was walking this earth, he was thinking about me, and there are certain things that he prayed about for me all those years ago. Let's read it together. First of all, in John chapter 17, starting in verse 11, like I say, I'm not going to read all of it, so you guys can read the rest of it, but starting in verse 11, all right, Jesus says this, I will not stay in the world, he says, but these followers of mine, they're still in the world. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name. Our Lord prays for us to the Father. Father, keep them safe in your name. It is important, and matter of fact, if you're reading there in the context, you, you, you discover some things about that, where that idea of being safe, keep them from the evil one, keep Satan from affecting them or destroying them, keep them safe, and that's what he means. He doesn't mean keep them safe as in nothing is nothing's going to happen to them, because as long as we're in the world, bad things are going to happen. I mean, that's just part of it, right? But Jesus is saying keep them safe from the evil one. Now, there's some reasons he says that, which I find interesting, that even in Jesus' prayer, he says, and this is why. I say this because or so that these followers can have what? True happiness that I have. This contentment that Christ had, this, this focus that he had in life, the happiness that he had in Christ, he wants that for, his, for me, for his children, for those that follow him. Now, he also goes on to say, I want them to be completely happy. That's one of the things that Jesus prayed about. And yet he knew that happiness or contentment only comes from being safe from what Satan does. Okay, And so that's why he starts that way. 
that's what I want them to have because I want them to have this kind of happiness or this kind of contentment. But he goes on to say in verse 19, I do this for them so that they also may be fully qualified for your service. In other words, our Lord is praying that we would be safe from the evil ones so that we could do what we were put on this earth to do, all right? Serving our Lord. It's a precious thing to have our Lord praying for us, but also to have Him, the one that can see the future, one knows what's going to happen, and He says about those people, about you and I, about His followers, I want them to be safe so that they can really do what I've asked them to do. I want them to be able to focus on the things that, that, uh, of, of God, things that are important things. And I know that if Satan has their life, they're not going to be able to do that. So keep them safe from the evil one. Keep them safe in my name. Okay, that's one of the things he prays about. Now, if you're reading the context there, you may be saying something like, wait a minute, Rick. As I'm reading this, what I'm noticing is he's talking about people that are right there with him at the time. Because he says these followers of mine that are, that are right there. And that's true, but I don't, I don't think there's any reason why we can't apply this to us today. I think we're still followers, and we're still going through some of the things, same things they did, and we certainly still have the same kind of focus, telling other, others about Christ. So I think a lot of these things apply. But he goes on to say, in, if you look down in verse, my deal quit. Oh, there. In verse twenty and twenty-one, Jesus says this. I pray not only for these followers, not only for these people that are right here with me right now, but I also pray for those who will believe in me because of their teachings, i.e. me, you, all right? I'm praying not only for these people that are here with me right now, but for those that are going to believe in me a year from now, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now, here we are, 2019, 2,000 years from now, all of those that will believe in me because of what they're saying, because of what these guys are teaching. And he says about you and me, and he's praying, and, and he could have said anything, right? He's praying to the Father. He's going to say, what he's, these are things that are on my mind, and I, I really want him to think about it. And he says this, Father, I pray that they, uh, that, I pray that all who believe in me can be one. Isn't that interesting? That the thing our Lord prays about for his people that are going to follow him, however long that might be, is that they all may be one. He has some special things about it. He goes on to say, you're in me and I'm in you. Okay, in other words, he gets that idea. And he says, I pray that they can also be one in us. The Father, the Son, one, He prays that we can be one with each other, with Him, with the Father, okay? Now, the reason I bring that up is because our Lord thought it was important enough for 2,000 years ago to pray, I'm praying for these guys that they can all be one. They can be unified. They can be together. Now, again, He has a reason. There's a purpose for him saying this, and that was that the world will believe that you sent me. This is who I am. This is what happens when people believe in Christ, when they believe in me, Jesus said. When they believe in me, this is what happens to them. They are unified in Christ. They are put together, and nothing tears them apart, all right? Uh, interesting in the Bible, as you read, as it talks about the people of God, there's certain words that are used. One of those words is, is uh, family, right? The family of God. You guys, matter of fact, we, 
you probably heard me say something like that. Well, you know, the family that's here, the family of God. Now, that works unless your family is not, I don't know how to say it, your family's dysfunctional or your family's not like it's supposed to be or your family's split up and people don't talk to each other and people don't, okay, some families on this earth are like that, okay, and, and that, that, that's where you kind of lose the illustration because that's not the way it's supposed to be within the family of God, within the people that are part of the body of Christ, okay? So, you know, when I say family, please realize what I'm talking about is, is the way family is supposed to be. And even if you come from a family that's tore up and messed up, you still have an idea of what it was supposed to be like, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you got an idea of what family's supposed to be. I have two sisters, and uh, one is older and one is younger. M most of you know that, but... They're my sisters, right? Uh, and we don't always get along. Do you guys have a brother or sister you don't always get along? Okay. Uh, amen to that. Okay. Uh, but they are my sisters, okay? Now, they're wrong most of the time, right? I mean, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't think like I do, and, and they, they got ideas that I don't have. And, I, and I'll tell them, you guys are wrong, you know. But they tell me, Rick, you're wrong, Right? And, and, and we disagree about certain things, right? And we always have. I mean, and, and, and they've always been wrong, of course. But that's the way I think about it, okay? I think they're wrong. They think I'm wrong. And they love me anyway, right? I mean, sometimes we'll have this disagreement about, you know, things that we're going to do or things that, you know, family things that we've got to, well, we've got to take care of this, take care of that. You know, we'll have disagreements about those things, you know, and, Mostly it's about mom and dad's bills, who's going to get them, okay? Uh, but we, we had these disagreements about what's going to happen to this and that and that sort of thing. And, and, I, and I, I tell them that they're wrong, you know? But they look at me and they say, well, Rick, you, you know, you just don't understand, right? And I say, they're family. And I love them. And we'll get through that. It's not that big a deal because there's something bigger than anything we're discussing. Whatever happens to mom and dad's bills, let it go. I don't care, you know. They are much more important than any of that. And I would never hurt either one of them or my mom and dad or any of my family, all right, because that's the way family's supposed to be. I would never hurt them over something physical or something that is temporary. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just, it's, it's too big for that. I couldn't handle that. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be within the family of God. We are one. Now, we don't always have to agree on everything. Good thing. You don't always have to agree with me, okay? But we are one in, you guys see that? Jesus prays that they would be one in us. It's Father and the Son, right? We're one in Christ. So therefore, even if we have little things, we're not going to let the little things mess us up. We're family. We're going to stay family. I notice also that another word, and, and, and this is uh, applicable to anybody, can, anybody can grasp this one, is that especially Paul used the idea of the Christians, followers of Christ, being a body. And, and, he, and he calls them that. We're the body of Christ. Right? And he talks in different places in Romans and Corinthians about this idea of, of how a body works together. Right? And, and, and not everybody does the same thing. And not every, you guys read that before, right? I mean, it's, it's the idea of, of, you know, not everybody's a hand, not everybody, everybody's an eye, but we're all part of the body. Okay? And we're all working together for a goal. Now, there's different things you do to go to that goal, and there are different things I do, but we're all going to that goal because we are one in Christ. 
So therefore, when we talk about the body, we're working together for that. Now, if, part, if a part of my body doesn't work like it's supposed to, right? And I'm 50 years old, and let me tell you, you I can stand up here a long time and tell you what's wrong with me today. I got hurts, and I got pains, and I got, and those of you that are older than me, you would say, Rick, you don't worry, it's going to get worse. Okay. I understand that because the body messes up and it falls apart and that sort of thing. But I've noticed that when certain parts of my body don't work like they're supposed to, I can still get through life, I can still function, but I don't do it near as well as I did before, okay, when that part worked like it was supposed to. What I'm saying is this. The body of Christ is supposed to work as that unit. And sometimes if you kind of hold back and you're not really involved and, and right in the middle of it, then the body is still going and functioning, but it's not functioning like it could and even like it should. And that's part of being, when we talk about being one in Christ, is that we are all just unified in that. We're the body of Christ. And, and that's a precious thing. Also, there's the idea, and as Jesus prays for us to be one, okay, he doesn't pray that we look the same, that we all think the same. He's just praying that we're all in Christ and we belong to each other. Okay. With that comes the idea of encouragement and motivation and love for each other. I live in a world, and, and, and I see it all the time, and, and I assume that you do. Well, I know you do also. There's not a lot of people that think like you do anymore. Not anymore, ever. But there's not a lot of people that, that believe the things you believe, that are focused on the things you're focused on. There's not a lot of people in the world who are saying, I'm putting Christ first, and I don't care if the entire world goes a different way and doesn't follow God, I'm going to. Not too many people will do that. And because you and I have decided, no, no, we're putting Christ first. We're belong, we belong to Him. When we do that, we need each other. I need you. Because I'm gonna, i got to have someone to lean on. i got to have someone to help me through this thing. And that's why it's so important for us to be unified in that. We are the body of Christ. We are the family of God. Now, I'm going to tell you something you already know, okay? I'm probably going to let you down because I'm a human and I mess it up, all right? But I want you to just love me through it. Would you do that? Just help me. Uh, don't turn your back on me. Don't leave me, but try to help me. And when I say things that I shouldn't say, try to help me, all right? Be encouraging to me. Try to help me see that and help me through that. I'll do the same for you, and we'll just work, all right? We'll just work on being what God wants us to be. Don't ex Please don't expect perfection out of Rick because you're not going to find it, okay? Now, I look at many of you, and I see, oh, you're close to perfection, okay? But me, I'm way down there. So what I'm saying is let's not expect perfection out of each other. Let's see each other through the, through the eyes of the blood of Christ, right? We're brothers and sisters. We're the family. We're the body. Praying for me. But he also prays not only that they would be safe from the evil one, that they would be one, but he also, Jesus himself on this earth, looking at those that would follow him, says about them, Father, I want these people you have given me to be with me in every place I am. What our Lord wants for all of you, matter of fact, this is not just for people who are Christians now, but for all who we can get to become Christians, is that our Lord wants them to be with Him for all eternity. That's why He did what He did. That's why He gave Himself like He did as a sacrifice, so that everyone could be with Him. And that's why He prays to the Father, 
God, I want, him to, I want him to be with me. I want him to be right there in my presence. Our Lord, our Lord will come back to get his people to be with him forever. I want to be ready when that day comes. I want to be ready when my Lord comes. And this morning, I just encourage you to look inside. Make sure that you're ready when Christ comes because he wants us to be with him. If you've not been covered by his blood, if you've never given your life to him, I encourage you this morning, decide today, Christ first. I belong to him. I'm putting him as the center of my life. Matter of fact, I'm giving up my life. Now it belongs to him. Respond to Christ as he calls to you. If you need to do that, please come. As together we stand and sing this song.